podcast. This is your host, Reginald Easy Ward. Uh, man, today, today, we're going to groove out today. So I got a special guest, uh, film director, producer, Jimmy Jenkins. Uh, Jimmy, just, you know, tell us who you are, you know, a little bit about yourself, where you're from, all that good stuff. Well, my name is Jimmy Jenkins, and um, I'm actually here from Prince George's County, Maryland. Uh, I grew up here, like, my whole life. Um, I went to Riverdale Baptist. I went to Charles Herbert Flowers High School. I went to Capital Christian. Um, I just, you know, I'm all like, like when you say like Prince George's County, like that's me, like to the You're core. Like fully immersed in PG, bro. I'm like, I know everything about PG. Like, I don't need. I can. You can tell me any address, any city. Like, I just can go there like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Hey, so man, today, uh, today, you know, it's a number of topics. That I want to cover, you know, entrepreneurship, you know, believing in your dream, like some of the things that people don't talk about with entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, like your story, because like I've been on, I mean, I've been places, and every time I hear you speak, mm-hmm. I leave. I'm like, dang, that was like that was that was deep, you know, like like mm-hmm. I like I leave like inspired, because mm-hmm. like the drive that you have, like I can relate it to myself. Like you got that drive, just like nobody's gonna stop me. Mm-hmm. I don't care who doesn't believe in me. Like I'm gonna like get it, you mm-hmm. know. So like. First off, like just just tell us like you know a little bit about your story. You know, like like one like the story that I like the most is like the quitting your job story. Like, so I mean, if you could kind of backtrack mm-hmm. from like college to like the time you quit your job and just you know, yeah, like, just, sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. First, I just want to say thank you for having me on the show too. Like, this Appreciate is amazing. Like, I don't take it for granted to you even think that I'm you know worthy of being on a show or just to focus on me. So I just want to say thank you for that. No problem. Um, and I hope that I can be of inspiration. You know, I've learned that there's a difference between motivation and inspiration. Motivation is temporary. Inspiration lasts. And that's something that I want to use my life to be is to be an inspirational tool to the world. And if that means to take chances that normal people won't take, I'm willing to do that. Um, I think when you believe in something to a certain magnitude, you do certain things. And um, that's kind of like I had such a strong belief, bro, like such a strong belief in like why I'm here on this earth. Like I feel like God, if God can give purpose to a table, bro, like. This table has a purpose. If God can give a purpose to a tree, if he can give a purpose to a butterfly, if he can give a purpose to an ant, like an ant has a purpose. Why would I not have a purpose? You know, and I think that some people just don't really realize that purpose. But for me, God allowed me to realize it like when I was early in my teens. Mm. So I found it at 18. And when I realized my purpose, I wasn't going to waste no more time. Like people think I'm crazy. I left my job, but before that, I left a college scholarship, bro. Like, I was playing football on the college scholarship. I left a scholarship to go start my business. Most people just would think that's stupid. You can't do that. You got to freeze. You know, but my parents thought I was crazy, but oddly enough, they let me do it. Um, You know, I went, uh, I came to college. I went here. First, I went to to school in Chicago. I transferred. I left there. I played football my freshman year, and I came here to Maryland. And I went to Salisbury in-state tuition, and I started my business. So in college, like, every weekend, like, all my friends would, like, party, hang out, like, have fun. Like, that's the thing. Like, Friday, Thursday night, like, we're going to, like, have drinks. We're going to find girls. All that. And so, like, from my sophomore year, junior year, and senior year, I never stayed at school one time. On the weekend. Yeah. Every weekend, I would drive two hours back home. And um, I did that for my college years. I started doing plays, started doing little things. But then um, I ended up getting my first job at BET. Um, I had a really cool job. They had this really big series that came on BET in 2013. It was the 
it was a uh, it was about hip hop. Uh, directed by Sam Walker, um, one of the executives at BT, and um, I worked on that. And um, I quit the job, bro. I like quit the job because I got a call from Tyler Perry's people. And they said, hey, you can come down and work at Tyler Perry Studios. So I quit BT to go work at Tyler Perry Studios. And um, I was at Tyler Perry's, bro. And the craziest thing happened, bro. Like, So, like, my job was I had a specific job, like, in my department. So, like, I finished my job particularly on certain days. And uh, this particular day I finished my job. And I, I was like, man, I'm not just going to sit here. You know, I'm going to work on something. Yeah. So I worked on my script. I had a script I was working on. I was writing it, and my supervisor came in and seen me. She said, oh, Jimmy, you can't work on personal projects. I said, but I'm finished my work. What do you want me to do? You just have to sit there. And at that moment, I said, yo, I'm not living like this. Like, I was so afraid because even when I had the job at Tyler Perry's, it was cool, but I still didn't feel free. Mm. I still didn't feel like, I felt like, like growing up, there was this lady, her name was Miss Tammy, and she kind of like took care of me. Oh, not took care of me, but like kind of helped my parents. My parents was heavily involved in the church. But she said, Jimmy, I would do anything to go back to the second grade. It was when I was in second grade. I would do anything. You're so lucky you could be in second grade. I said, I hated second grade, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I hated school. Yeah. And for you to say, like, when you grow up, it's not fun anymore. It's not, I'm like, I refused to believe that. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of grow up and like to not be like her. I wanted to like really like have fun and be happy. Like, and that's kind of what I'm doing now. Yeah. And, and, and you know, like what's like, what's so crazy about that is like, whenever you speak and you talk about, you know, like just like, you know, believing in your dream, you know, and, and selling off your purpose. That's one thing that like I can totally empathize with because like me, I'm self-motivated. I'm self-driven. I've always been that way. And it's like, and it's like to me, like I mean, and I've been going to FBCG like since like my parents have been there since like ninety three. You know, what I'm oh saying? wow, so, yeah, yeah. So, wow, you know, I've been going that's to church, what's up. Like, oh, my whole life. But one thing that like I've always realized is just like why I think realistic when we serve a God who's limitless. Like, limitless, like, like what's the point of thinking like realistic? Like that's not a I, that's not a thing. You know, I, that's not a concept. So I always tell people like if you're gonna have faith, like don't. Don't box your faith in, you know, like have that, you know, big, you know, like think beyond. So, you know, that's one thing, you know, that I that I always appreciate that you always talk about. But one of the things that you touched on is, you know, as you find your purpose, like like take us through those steps of like, how did that happen? How did you come to that epiphany or how did God, you know, I reveal it to you that your purpose was in film and stuff like that? Um, You know, I think that there's different, different ways people, the God reveals things to different people. And, like, for me, bro, like, typically, like, when most people are trying to figure out what their purpose is, it's, like, what you can't stop thinking about. Yeah. It's, like, what's, like, always on your mind. Like, like you go to sleep thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. And, like, you, like, know that's what you love to do. And, like, for me, bro, like, when I would sit on my couch and watch a movie, bro, like, I get chills. Like, when I just see the Columbia's logo come up or the Sony logo come up. Or the Paramount logo come up. Or the Disney logo yeah. come up. Or the Pixar logo come up. Bro, chills, bro, all over my body, bro. Like, I'm not making this up. Yeah. Like, it's like, yo, <laughs> I'm going to a place that was created by a human. And, like, it's magical. And, like, that's what I knew I wanted to do. Like, I, I it's a certain way I felt when I was around it. There was a confidence that came over me when I was around it. And it was just something I couldn't stop thinking about. And 
I think like for people that's kind of trying to find their purpose, like think about what you genuinely love, mm-hmm. what you get around that gives you chills. That's a gym, y'all. That's a gym. Yeah, like whatever you get around and you get chills and you feel your legs get weak and your heart stops to skip a beat, like that's your passion, bro. Like, and you know, you got to be like, you can't be too selfish to not like not pursuing your purpose is selfish. Because if you're not pursuing your purpose, like your purpose is a gift. Your purpose is a gift for other people. And you, what you do with a gift is you give it. And if you don't pursue your purpose, you're a really selfish person. Because God gave you that purpose to help people. And when I started to realize that like my gift, my purpose like helps people, bro. Like you can't keep me in bed in the morning, bro. Like you can't offer me a job for crazy amount of money, bro. Like Yeah, like one thing uh, I was watching... Uh Blake Bozeman's, uh, he got a crazy project, the Pivot Group. Mm-hmm. And you said something that uh, stuck with me. You was like, I read the chase 1.5, then 150,000. And that just Every like, day, bro. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, right now, like, you know, you know, I mean, I work a nine to five, but you know, I'm like, you can give me 500,000, but like, I really bet on myself. You know what I mean? And that's the one thing that Nip was talking about. You know, I, when Nip was alive, you know, I <laughs> betting on yourself. You know, I, that's it. I, that's a whole like I mean so just talk about bending yourself just for bro <laughs> bro I can talk about that bro. Talk, talk about that and then yes. while you at it I I do want you to touch on like the process of entrepreneurship people don't discuss so stuff like you know like how do you like, how do you deal with like the health insurance like you know and healthcare and stuff like that I mean if you don't that's a great so which one we talk about first which one we touch on first touch touch on the healthcare and insurance and stuff like that okay type um stuff like like how that like how does that work because people uh, don't really discuss that part. okay so let's talk about just finances in general okay. Um, for me, I knew going in, I was going to be broke for a long time. People don't believe this. Now I'm still broke. I'm broke, bro. Like got a couple dollars, but ain't no real money. You know what I mean? Like my money's on the way, but in anything, when you bet on yourself, you got to be willing to go through that investment time. Investment Mm. time is when you put in hours and you ain't getting paid for it. So I done put in, I'm working on my 10,000 hours. You want to be a pro at anything, it takes 10,000 hours. Um, And so like I was willing to put in that time. Like I wasn't, I'm still like, I know my my money coming, bro. Like, cause like I said, I got a movie that come out. Movies take time to get your money back and then you make money. But you know, I've got projects lined up now where like, okay, I know I'm gonna make this. I know I'm gonna make this. But at the same time, like in order for me to do what I had to do, I couldn't like spend time at a job. I didn't have great benefits. Like my father was, did well for himself, but he didn't have enough money like to fully take care of me yeah. and all my needs and my wants and all that like that. So like, you know, my father, like growing up, he gave me what I needed. But like, since I moved out, like he don't give me nothing. So like now it's like health insurance. I need it. You know what I mean? And it's stuff that I have to have in order to live a certain way and like to be comfortable. Um, And so like, you know, you have to look at your resources. Like, you know, they had the Obamacare years ago. Like you say, well, look, this is what I make. I'm an entrepreneur. Okay, the government comes and helps. Like, you know, like years ago, that's what I did. Like I went through Obamacare to like suffice. You know what I mean? That helped me with with that. You know, I just kind of like, because at the end of the day, when you are an entrepreneur, people don't understand this. There are a lot of resources for you mm. um and sometimes you don't know that because you uh you just don't know but like when you're like really pursuing like to be an entrepreneur there are grants there's health health insurance especially when you're young like you get so many tax breaks wow like extreme tax breaks when you're an entrepreneur and you're young and you uh 
sole proprietor LLC. You get so many benefits. Like, like it's like encouraged to do it. And I started to find those things out. And when I realized it, it's like, you know, it, it, it just it, it just worked out for me. And when you're working in your purpose, like the universe, like some people call <laughs> yeah. it the universe, but it's God. It's God, yeah. He, he like makes a way for you, bro. Like when I say like, I don't know how, how I'm, I'm not guaranteed to know how I'm going to pay my rent. Like every time, bro, I've been living on my own since I was 23. Never had a job. I quit Tyler Perry since I was 24. Never had a job, all passion, never missed a bill. And I live in a nice house. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, I got a nice home. <laughs> and it's God, bro. Yeah. It's God. Because when you do your work, bro, every day you're diligent, you're consistent, and God can trust you, he'll provide for you. Yeah. Think about people, they just don't trust God and they don't put in the work on their side. And they don't want to build on themselves. At least they don't want to build on themselves, bro. My next, my they next say one. it. They yeah. say it. But when it really comes down to it, bro, are you willing to go seven years and no paycheck? Mm. You willing to do that? Mm. Well, you sometimes you gotta go cut the grass. You gotta go wash cars. You gotta go like, yo, go seven years without a paycheck. Mm. And then see if you want to do that, like, bro, like in my prime, like twenties is when everybody having fun, going yeah. on vacations. Bro, like, I just start taking vacations, bro. From 19 to 27, bro, I'm dead broke. I just start getting a little dollars, bro. Like, dead broke. And it never looked like it to everybody because so I never broadcasted it. But, bro, deep inside, I'm broke. I could pay. I afford I had enough money to take care of my bills. Wow. I couldn't go on no trips, bro. I, I wasn't all over. I wasn't in DR. I wasn't all over, bro. <laughs> And I don't think you want to go to DR now either. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, I'm standing up black behind. Yeah, I'm standing right here, bro. I'm staying dang. right here, bro. So, 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 dang, like that. You just said a whole bunch. Hold up, hold up. We gotta, we gotta break it down a little bit. Hold up. So, betting yourself, like you gotta be willing to risk it all. Like, oh, if you ain't willing like, to go, like, risk it all, everything. If you can, you go seven years without a paycheck is what I'm willing to ask. And like, yo, you willing to go seven years? Because that's what I know I had to do. Seven of them, no check. And how do I make money? Like, you make money. Yeah. But I'm talking about like no real check. Yeah. Like no real check. Like no consistent check. Yeah. No, bro. Like you get like two checks a year and it's got to last you. That's what I'm on, bro. Like that's what I had to go through. I had to do a play in June. And then I had to do an encore show in August to last me for the year, bro. And that's spreading pennies. That's spreading pennies, bro. And still tithing. Still tithing, bro. That's what really keep me going, bro. Every time I tithe, bro, something pop up. I swear to you, bro. That's how I know God real, bro. Yo, God is like real, bro. I got a couple facts that I know God's real. like In my life, like I know like for a fact like there's a God. Like, it's like, not even like, yeah, I, it's like factual. Yeah, yeah, I guess no question. It's no question, yeah. like, in the world, like, that there's no God. No question. You know what I mean? Wow. I, don't, I don't experience that part. So, so up until this point, what would you say is the biggest obstacle that you had to face, like, to get to where you are? Being able to motivate, being able to motivate myself when I'm alone. Mm. So, I mean, how, like, how like, do you do that? Waking up in the morning and doing the same thing without somebody over your shoulder. That's the most difficult thing for me because every morning, whether I feel like it or not, 
sometimes when you have the ability to do something, when you have the choice, so most cases when people have work, they don't have the choice. You know, when you have the choice like to not work today, if you don't want to, that's hard, bro. You know what I mean? And like for me, it was like, yo, many days, like it's hard sometimes for me to get out my bed and work. Some days it's easy. Some days it's hard. But bro, it's 365 days a year, bro. Like it might take all four days a month. So, you know, 300 days out of the year, you got to get up and motivate yourself and inspire yourself. Wow. Do you ever do? So do you, is it hard to just kind of stay inspired? Like, like, do you ever go through like creative blocks? And if you do go through creative blocks, like how do you get out of that funk? Man, creative blocks happen a lot. You know, creative blocks happen more, creative blocks happen more frequently than creative flows happen. Creative flows happen in spurts, but most of the time it's a block. Mm. So you got to be able to move at the spurt. So majority of the time, you don't know what to say. Majority of the time, you don't know what to do. But then there comes an enlightened moment that may last for 10 minutes. My Angelo said that, you know, sometimes she'll sit around for a whole week. She'll only get four lines down. In a week, only four lines. It's just being a writer and being a creative, sometimes you can't force the art. You just have to kind of bear with it. Mm. And um, that's kind of like what I had to, you know, my thing is just kind of like learning to bear with the art. And it's hard when you're broke, bro. That's when it's hard when you don't got nothing to bear with your craft, to bear with your gift. But I just had like this this really crazy faith, bro. Like inside, like my parents will tell you they doubted me. My siblings will tell you they doubted me. My friends will tell you they doubted me. Everybody's like, yo, you tripping. My own father said, you need to go get a job. My mom might have been the only person that never really said, like, go get a job. Yeah. My mom was like, well, he believes in it. He can do it. Everybody else. You know, so. How do those conversations go? Like, like with your family, like with your, with your parents, like, like when they would, I mean, I guess when your father or siblings would be like, you know, why are you doing like, like, would you, would you, would you try to explain it? Cause like oftentimes I believe that you know, like when you got that vision, you know, like you kind of got to conceal it and protect it to a certain degree, you know, because, you know, people, you know, like it's easy to kill a dream, you know, in this, in this infant stage. So, you know, I mean, I personally believe when I have visions, you know, like I'll, I may tell like one person, two people, you know, but other than that, I got to keep it tight because like, I don't need anybody like trying to like get in my head, you mm-hmm. know, or like, mm-hmm. or like, you know, make me second guess what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know? So how did, like, how did you deal with those conversations? I mean, or, uh, if you had them at all. Yeah, no, I had, I had a lot of those conversations. So for me, when I come up with my dreams, I don't necessarily conceal them because I want people to hold me accountable. Mm. So like a lot of the people that surround me, I tell them what I'm doing. We're like, yo, this is what I'm finna do. If I ain't doing it, like call me out. Like call me a fake, call me a bluff, call me like a man is a man who can say something and keep keep his word. Like if you could talk and you don't back it up, you ain't a real man. Yeah. And like so my all my friends and all my siblings, like all the people around me, like, yo, when I tell you something, I ain't doing it, like, yo, like, like laugh me out, like make fun of me. Yeah, like go on me. Yeah, yeah. go on me, bro. Yeah. Like I'm a sucker. Cause yeah. I'm over here saying stuff I'm not gonna do. And like for me, any father. You know, for me, you want to protect your child. You want to make sure your child's safe and safe. And my father just didn't want me to dream too big. That's like your son coming up to you yeah. saying he wanna be in the NBA. 
I told him I want to make movies for a living. That's like the same thing, bro. It's yeah, rare. Yeah. It's rare, bro. You yeah. don't make money doing movies, bro. Yeah. Like you look at the movies made every year, bro. 90% of them don't make a dollar. Yeah. They lose money. 90% of films, bro. So you got a small 10% margin of people that make money off movies. That's an awful career to jump into. And a father, my father just wanted to protect me, but he didn't know what I knew. At that point, he knows a lot more about life than me. Yeah. But what I knew about what God put in me, he didn't understand. And it took him recently to when my movie came out and he's seen the people that came out 10,000 in one day. Men lie, numbers lie. <laughs> I mean, men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie yeah. They ain't had no crowd like that at the church for T.D. Jakes. They ain't never had a crowd like that for nothing. He said, Jimmy, you were right. And it took eight years for him to say that. Wow. Eight years for him to say that part. So when you believe in something, brother, it don't even matter, bro. Like, it don't matter. If you really believe, you're going to bet on yourself 100% of the time, bro. And if you don't, like, you can look at somebody's life, bro. Like, if somebody say, give me a career, uh, basketball player, let's just say that. Bro, like, you can look at somebody, like, life. Like, if I just sat around you for a day, I'll tell you if you want to be a basketball player. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll see what you do in the morning. I'll see what you do in the afternoon. See what you do at night. And I'll tell you if you want to be a basketball player. Yeah, off of one day. <laughs> yeah. Anybody. You want to be an engineer? I will sit around you for one day. I'll yeah. tell you if you want to be an engineer or not. All I need is one day, bro. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I will sit here. Let me just see you wake up. Let me see what you do. Let me watch you. Yeah. Okay, now what you about to do? How you use your time? How you use your time? Okay, now what you about to do? You doing that over there? Okay. I can tell you exactly what you're going to be or what you want to be or what you're going to do. I can tell. So walk us through a day in the life of an entrepreneur from your perspective. Like, like My I, day in the life? Yeah. You want me to start from the night before? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The night before everything. Well, I kind of go to sleep around like 1231. <laughs> what time do you typically go to sleep? So, man, I got to get up at 5, so... I'm, Yee! I'm in the bed like 10. Okay, so I typically go to sleep around 12.45. Okay. I wake up around 6.30, 6.45-ish, and then I lay in the bed for about 20 minutes. I just kind of like look at my ceiling, maybe check Instagram, check the emails. Then I roll out the bed, brush my teeth, da-da-da. Then I read for about 45 minutes. Then I work into my craft, whatever that is. Um, then I'll go to the gym, exercise, okay. go get lunch. Then after that, at lunch, I come home, and then I'll work some more on whatever the craft is, whatever it is. Um, then I'll probably, like, throw in a film, and then around 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, like, watch a film, whatever I'm working on, something similar to that. And then I'll close out with another session of whatever that project is um, and um, finish up of that night with reading. Okay. So that's typical, like, and that's, like, a day when I don't have meetings or a day I don't have, like, to shoot or film or go anywhere. So your time is is always accounted for, always always present. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the morning, I know from seven a.m. to seven forty-five, I'm reading. From seven forty-five to eight, I mean to ten o'clock, I'm working on my project, whatever that is. I know from ten o'clock to twelve, I'm at the gym. I know from twelve to one, I'm at lunch. From one to four, I'm. I know that. Wow, that's that's like crazy. Like that's like we like we need those gyms, like we do, because I know like just being transparent. Like sometimes you know like I just get I mean I just start procrastinating. You know, like, I just know, you know, there'd be something I should be doing. And, like, I just, like you said, like, it's that choice, you know. Like, you'll notice you should be reading. Like, you know what? I'm going to go to Jasper's. 
and give me something to eat. Yeah. You know, you know I'm a, you know, I'm a cooler tonight. But you know, I think that, I think that that's vital in anything. You know, just maximizing that time that you have while you have it. You know, because that's mm-hmm. the only thing we don't get back. It's the only thing you don't get back. You can't bro. buy no time back. And I don't want you to think I don't procrastinate. Yeah, I do. Like I do everything that you do. Like it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like no different. I just got to get better at it. Like I got to work at it and get better. But you're right, bro. Yeah. You like totally, totally right. And it's just the great ones like just make the right choice majority of the time. Mm. They don't make the right choice all the time, but majority of the time they make the right choice. Mm. And when you can make the right choice majority of the time, you'll you'll win, bro. Like people make life like it's so difficult, it's yeah. so hard. It's really not, bro. Life is simple. Like, it's really simple. You know what I mean? If you just, like, really understand and you do the right things. Yeah. I want to, I, I kind of want to talk about Sinners Wanted. Like, that was, sure. like, that movie, like, that really. I was you seen movie. it? Yes, I saw it. Did you see it at the theater or you seen it at the church? I saw it uh, at the theater. Oh, good. We so support. you bought the ticket. Yeah, yeah, we support. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we support. That dollar, hey, hey, that dollar got sent in our community, you know. So we support, you, you know. I didn't. You. I purposely didn't go to the church that week, and I said, "No, I'm going to the box office." Oh, yeah. my man, we did really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's your host, Easy Ward, man. We back. Had to take a little quick intermission, but before we was before we took a break, we were talking about Sinners Wanted, and just talking about you know like the process, you know, like I, I personally, you know, have enjoyed like the whole process of just like you posting about the film and the journey, but I kind of wanted you to like you know walk us through like. Like the pre-production to production to like now, you know, like it's it's taking off, you know. Like I see the social media, like it's just one week it's in D.C., Atlanta, Baltimore, like it's just it's 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 gained notoriety real quick. So just talk, like yeah, just talk us through that. Um, you know, like I said, it's just kind of like you know you betting on yourself type thing. Like I quit Tyler Perry's when I was writing the script. Um, and this is like this script was the script where I was like, yo, it's all or nothing right here. You know, so it's just kind of like for me or for anybody else, like I just like wanted to kind of be like the like the example, like especially for my community. I just wanted to be like the example for my friends. Like if you work really hard and you believe in something, man, like you could do whatever you want to do, bro. And like pre-production, just everybody just doubted me like from our production team too they were like yo you we had a very small budget they were like yo are you sure we should do this like you think this could work and then like as time went on people started to see and see but like i always believed and even when we were shooting there were like days where i got stressed out but like i wanted to quit but i just didn't and like you know jay-z said it best like i I always quote this you know the genius thing he said that they didn't do this they didn't quit like, I just didn't quit, bro. Like, and I'm still never going to quit. Like, I don't care if all the odds are stacked against me. I'm never going to quit. And to see, like, a film that just, you know, started from nothing, bro, to go to the theater you grew up at yeah. every weekend, bro. Yeah. That in Eighth grade, bro, that's where I took my girlfriends. Like, middle school, we went to Magic Johnson Theater. And to go there and be the number one film for three weeks, bro, and to be on one screen and to do over 100,000 on one screen, bro, was just like, that's God, bro. Yeah. Like, and it's just like confirmation. Like, I told you, if you just believe me, it's going to all work yeah. out. And it's been working out. It's still, you know, we still got a long way to go, but it's working out. Yeah, man, that's 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 crazy, man. I just seeing, like, everything come full circle. Like, I feel like it's just like, like your journey, like, I don't even think you realize, like, how much of a, 
a motivation and inspiration. You are the people, mm-hmm. you know, in the area, you know, who are who are dream chasing, you know, and mm-hmm. and are going after the thing that God placed in their heart. So, you know, what I mean, I definitely want to commend you for that. But, hey, like this new project that you got coming, like, <laughs> I definitely like you had a post on the gram that that uh, uh me and my boy said we're talking about. I sent it to him one day. I was like, bro, this joint is so motivation. Like you were talking about, you know, like. I think like your net worth would be like four times as much as it, mm-hmm. as it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, as it was from January nineteenth to the end of the year, mm-hmm. and but the but aside from that, the content of the project you're doing a documentary on PG basketball, mm-hmm. funded by is it is uh, what's Katie's film uh, uh, Thirty Five Ventures Thirty Five Ventures like yeah. funded by that like talk talk to us about that like that's a dope project it's a really exciting project you know i grew up playing basketball uh, surrounded by the game like i'm really like indulged into the game here um all the coaches i know all the top players i know and it's just a really unique place for basketball and it's never been highlighted see the mm-hmm. thing about prince george's county is even washington dc we've never took the microscope and created good film projects about this area it's been very rare and um, it's so many great stories about our community. Like, we're a really unique community. We're like Harlem in the 20s, the 1920s. We're that same thing now, bro, the Harlem Renaissance. Like, all those people, the Harlem Rens, I mean, the Renaissance Rens, all those guys. Like, bro, like, the if you took the Harlem Renaissance and placed it today, it'll be Prince George's County, bro. Yeah. It'll be that, bro. We're just not living in Harlem. You know, so it's a really special place. It's the most unique, the most affluential place for African-Americans in the country. And we need to bring light to that. And I want to show people about where I'm from. And I want to show people about the people I grew up with. And, you know, most importantly to the basketball guys, like, you know, to KD, to Vic, to Quinn, to Lynn Bias, to uh, Steve Francis, DeMar Johnson, Michael Beasley, Nolan Smith, Markel Fultz, the, the Grant Brothers, like so many players, bro. Like, yeah. Man, we got players. Ain't nobody in the world can can compare. Yeah. And I'm excited to tell that story. Like, major shout out to the crew. Major shout out to John Beckham directing it and writing it with me. Um, the whole team, man. Shout out to KD, man, for believing in the project and putting up the money. <laughs> so when when can we expect that? Like, um, when, soon. Soon. Real soon, <laughs> bro. Maybe sooner than you think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but no date. No date. No date yet. Okay, no, no, no date, date yet. Okay, no okay. date yet. Shoot. So and and closing, I got I got two questions for you. Mm-hmm. Well one one question. One, how do you deal with the fear of failure? And just, you know, as the last one, like, just leave a message for the people, you know, watching like young people, you know, just about dream chasing, following their purpose and all that. So Well, first thing, fear, um, Fear is very important to me, man. Like, uh, we all got cars around here, and cars can't run without gas. Like, fear is my gas, bro. Like, fear is when I'm like laying in my bed for that fit 10, 15 minutes, and it's like, all right, you don't do, you don't get up now, you're gonna be broke. Like, I'm afraid of being a failure. Like, I'm so afraid of it, like, to the core that I can, like, I have to work my butt off. I'm so afraid of being a failure that I can't get a job. That's how afraid I am of being a failure that, bro, like six-figure jobs have been offered to me multiple times, but I'm so afraid of not living up to my potential that I ain't taking that, bro. I got to give every waking second, bro, to my craft. If it ain't my craft, I can't spend no time on it. I'm sorry. Mm. 
And that's, I use fear, bro. Fear is like the key thing. I think that's the reason I've been able to do what I've done at this age. And like I said, I got so, I could have did so much better, man. I could have did so much things different, but it was the fear of being a loser, bro. Like growing up and being a loser. I went to my uncle, my great, great uncle's funeral, bro. There was seven people in there, bro. And that, I'm like, yo, I'm not going to be that. Like you live your whole life for 90 years, bro. You got seven people at your funeral. Get that. <laughs> I'm not doing that, bro. That's, that's, that's funny, but it's real. It's real, bro, and I yeah. ain't about to handle seven people. You ain't touch nobody. You living on this earth 90 years. You only got seven people at your funeral. You crazy? Like, that's what scares me, bro. Like, nobody even know he was alive. Nobody ever's going to say anything about him. Nobody's ever going to talk about him in the rest of the universe. Nobody's going to know he was here. And that's what scares the crap out of me, bro. Mm. I want people to know I was here, bro. Like I lived, I walked, I I was on, I was in the universe. Nobody gonna know about my great uncle, bro. Nobody's ever gonna know about him. Wow, dang, that's deep. And then the the final question: What's like, what's like, what's your parting words? Like, I, what would you leave to anybody who's watching this, who's who's on the verge of, you know, of of I'm doing a thing that they feel like God's place in their heart of or just trying to find that purpose or just trying to chase their dream? Like, what's your message to them? You're never too young and you're never too old. If you're thinking about it, it's time to do it. If it's on your mind, it's time to go. And um, I just want people to know that they have what it takes. Sometimes people feel like they're not qualified, but qualifications shouldn't be your reasoning for pursuit. Like, just go after it, bro. Like, Whatever it is, just go after it like full fledged, like you're a pro. Like, go try to do the biggest thing you can. And failing is like the most best thing that can happen to you. Like, when you suck at something, it makes you so much better. Mm. And um, I had to suck. Like, I still suck at this point. I got so much to learn. But the fact that I suck makes me like get better. So, um, just be willing to go through that, man. And, Willing to go through the time and 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 it's going it's, it, nothing happens overnight. Sometimes I think people just like think like, "Yo, I want to be an entrepreneur," and you wake up, it's supposed to just be on and popping. Nah, bro, it's a, it ain't what you think it is, bro. Yeah. Before you want to be an entrepreneur or take that, it ain't what you think it is, bro. It's a lot. It's a not what you think. So, just go after it, man, and believe in yourself. And if you truly believe, it'll happen. Mm. Hey, man, that's all we got for today. A game of faith, Jimmy Jenkins, Easy Ward. We out. Kid, we out. Gang, gang.